BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. It's a beautiful Tuesday here in wherever you are. Hey, Claude, how you doing? Hello, Jacqueline. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone's having a great day. I am feeling good. You're feeling good? Yeah, well, it's January 25th, which is a really special day for me. Because it's the one-year anniversary of your book, correct? Well, 50% right. Yes, today is the one-year anniversary of the day my book came out last year, which is just always going to be a happy time in my life because I loved writing my book. I made the New York Times bestsellers list. Everyone seemed to really like it. And then the January 25th before that was the day I sold out and performed at the Beacon Theater. So it's just like a really special day for me. And then what's on deck for today? How do you beat those two things? Well, today is the release of my book in paperback, the one-year anniversary. This is the paperback version I'm holding in my hand. Ooh. Spooky. It still has the picture inserts. And if you're watching on YouTube, you see I have the New York Times bestseller little stamp on the book, which is what I'm particularly really excited about. This is a great size if you're traveling. It's very flexible. You could beat it up. Um, It's available now everywhere you get your books. Paperback queen over here. That's very exciting. I'm glad you're three for three on January 25th. Glad this day could be extra special for you. What do you think is going to happen next 25th? Oh, anything could happen. So much could happen between now and then. I know. Like you could give birth. I know. You could give birth next January 25th. Girl. (laughs) Come down. You could. Come down. Technically. No, no. I could, yes. Will I? No. Think about it. Something to think about. No. Because you're going you're gonna to have to top yourself. Could get another dog. You know, I know. Um, yeah, I'll figure something out for next January 25th. But um, I'm just happy with t- this year's 25th. Okay. And then you have your book event tonight? Yes. So I'm just like busy, busy, busy today. So I'm so glad we're getting this podcast out a little earlier than we usually do. Because I know you're busy. I'm busy. We're just like all busy. Meetings, meetings, meetings. Except for me, it's doctor's appointments, doctor's appointments, doctor's appointments. I have all of them today. So um, we have to get this show on the road so that I can go see some pics of LC. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for photos of LC, update on LC's journey. And do you ever think, like, at this stage when you go to the doctor, like, maybe they'll just induce you? No, it's too early for that, I think. But, I mean... You never know what could happen. Hopefully I'll get some more information on like what I can expect, when I can expect, but I also don't even think I'll get that. I think they'll just send me home and tell me to, you know, come back in two weeks or whatever. Keep sitting down. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But I just, I love getting the information, like to see a checkup, like to know how much baby's weighing, et cetera. So mm-hmm. looking forward to hearing all of that. That's very exciting. Yeah. So other than that, how was your day yesterday? Anything new and exciting for you? Have you done your Wordle yet? I did. Wordle was yesterday the first day I couldn't do. Did you get it? I got it on the fifth try. It was a hard one, though. The hard K and the double L, it's not a spoiler now because it's a new day. I haven't done today's yet, but it's um, something I've really come to look forward to. Yeah. No, it's it's really good brain exercise for all of us who are just like frying our brains on our phone all day. I'm really glad that everyone's also taking up Wordle to get, you know, uh, 10 mm-hmm. minutes of brain exercise. 
And I feel like it's definitely helping a little bit. It can't hurt. But there should be more than one. Like, you should be able to do a bunch if you want. It's a little annoying. Well, I told you about... I told you about the Wordle archive, right? Yeah, you sent that to me. I was playing with that for a while. That's like a good practice, but yes. But I think the thing that's going to keep people excited about it for longer than the usual internet attention span is the fact that you can only do one a day. So we're still all really excited because in actuality, I've only done like eight Wordles. Yeah, I guess that's true. Slow and steady. But it's it's been fun. I, I was like HQ. Ugh, HQ. Yeah, but, like, everyone was really jazzed about it at the time because it was, like, this thing we were all doing once a day. But I think they eventually yeah. moved to twice a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. What did, that was, like, so long ago now. That's, like, more than five years ago. Because that was, like, breath Does anyone know the toast for five years. Yes. But does anyone know anyone who ever won HQ? I don't. I don't. Me neither. Let us know if you do. Drop your Ooh. story. Spooky. Drop okay, the story. Well, I think we should get into the fast five. We have a lot to talk about today. We have a lot of stories. We have dear toasters. I need to know what you guys are up to. Do we have any updates? Oh, I haven't checked yet because you know I like to read blind. So let me check right now. But also, um, we have a lot to do today. But we also have to tell you guys that we recorded a mm. really great um, – okay, there's no – oh, there is an update. Oh, my God. And I don't know what I'm looking at, but there's also a picture exciting visual aids an email update with a picture so i'm not going to read it because i want to be surprised um but yes yesterday we recorded a really great patreon we told you guys a couple like a week ago that we did toast secret and there was just such an overwhelming response from that episode that we did a part two because so many more people submitted their deepest darkest secrets and this one got pretty crazy there were a lot of secrets i feel like the first episode really inspired the second batch to come with their biggest and their baddest secrets and you guys are wild you're wild um there's just so much to unpack so head over to patreon.com slash morning host after this episode and indulge in there's now two episodes of secrets so if you are harboring a secret like you that you can feel better about it knowing that there's at least one in there that's fucking crazier than yours that's worse yeah, that that I think was the whole kind of therapy behind this episode. One, obviously, the concept of unburdening yourself with your secret, giving it to us, that feels good. But then hearing other people's secrets, knowing like the thing that keeps you up at night is not even close to as bad as the thing that's keeping someone else up at night. It's great. It's just like they say, the truth shall set you free. And free it was. So head over to patreon.com slash the morning toast. Okay, so now without further ado... Do, 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 do. How's do quickly? I miss I miss him, my sweet love. He's perfect. He's special. He's unique. He's charismatic. And he's one of a kind, really. How's, how's Brew? Oh, incredible angel boy loves his mommy so much. Hi, Brew. How are you? He's watching from the love sack. <laughs> he's, he's got my, the best seat in the house. He really does. If only I put heating pad on the love sack, he would be in Brew heaven. But he looks pretty cozy right now. Okay, without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by The Pill Club. Going to the pharmacy in person is so 2021. Get your birth control online, prescribed and delivered for free with The Pill Club. Never make a trip to the doctor for your prescription or wait in line at the pharmacy ever again. The Pill Club provides personalized care from the comfort of your home and delivery to your door on time, every time. So the Pill Club offers birth control subscriptions prescribed by medical professionals and delivered straight to your door for free. The Pill Club carries over 120 FDA-approved brands, and they ship to all 50 states. Most brands of birth control are free with insurance or Medicaid. Otherwise, the prices start as low as $7 a month. The Pill Club delivers birth control to your door for free in discreet packaging, along with fun self-care gifts and goodies. And right now, when you go to thepillclub.com slash toast, the Pill Club is offering a $10 donation to bedsider.org for every Morning Toast listener who becomes a patient. So your donation will help low-income individuals get access to birth control through bedsider.org. So you only can get that donation when you go to thepillclub.com slash toast, get your first birth control care package, and donate to help more women in need of affordable birth control. Remember, that's thepillclub.com slash toast. You must use that link to make sure the donation to bedsider.org goes through. 
Today's episode is also brought to you by Noom. Unlike other restrictive diets or workout programs, Noom Weight uses psychology to empower you with the practical knowledge and skills you need to build smarter, more sustainable long-term habits and behaviors. Noom doesn't believe in restricting what you can or can't eat. Instead, Noom gives you the knowledge and wisdom you need to make informed choices that not, not only fit your lifestyle, but also help you reach your goals. An off day is totally okay, and it will not set you off course. Noom Weight gently helps you back on track. And you're the boss. You decide how Noom Weight fits into your life, not the other way around. 5, 10, or 15 minutes a day, however time you want to spend on the app is up to you. And there's a lot of really good science behind Noom. More than 75% of users have completed the program. I know before you were pregnant, Jackie, you were really into Noom, especially their food tracker and their food database. Yeah, it's a great way to stay on track, whatever your goals are, whether they're lofty or they're just about maintenance and, you know, holding yourself accountable every day and knowing what's going into your body. Noom is the perfect resource to track all of that. And learn more about what you're eating and what's in it and what you could be doing differently or better that you don't even realize. So I'm a big fan of Noom. Check it out. Sign up for your trial and get psychology-based support and motivation to reach your goals at Noom.com, N-O-O-M.com slash toast. That's N-O-O-M.com slash toast to sign up for your trial. (laughs) N-O-O-M. Stop. I just want to make sure people can hear me because the words, sa- the letters sound similar. No, I'm trying to help people change their lives. They're, they won't forget now. N-O-O-M. Okay, you guys, our first story of the day is the most important news of the day that I was RDH that I did not bring up yesterday. Everyone is tagging me in this. Mason Ramsey has gone viral again. We have an update from Lil Hank Williams himself because Mason has been quite MIA for the last year or so, especially, you know, after his rise to stardom as you know him as the Walmart Mm -hmm. yodel boy he put out his EP he was everywhere touring here there and I really feel like once COVID started like Mason really became pretty low-key and so a number of things have happened in the last few weeks that have thrust Mason back into the spotlight first his song one of his songs from his EP is going viral on TikTok do you want to tell us about the trend Yeah, so it's a song called Before I Knew It. It's really cute. And it's just like a very short little country dance that people were doing. And then when they put the pieces together that it was a Mason Ramsey song, it led the internet down this second Mason Ramsey rabbit hole, only to find out not only is Mason Ramsey doing very well, he's home, he works at Subway, he's returned to a very normal life of a 15-year-old. He's extremely humble. He's taking a break from, you know, singing. He's 15 now, so he's going through puberty is going through an interesting time and he has reverted back to normal life he works at subway when people on tiktok found that out they were quaking because he went from walmart to subway he said he he's been answering questions now he says he's been working there for over a year he's never been happier he's just feeling really good he's gonna come back but he just needed some time off and i don't know i just i i too am obsessed beyond belief with this story Yeah, it's really, it's so beautiful on a number of levels. One, to see Mason, like, thriving, doing well, you love to see it. Two, a lot of times when people, like, shoot to stardom, their families, like, don't know how to handle it. They, like, try and ride the wave for as long as possible. They exploit the kids. It's really, like, sad, and it doesn't really Mm -hmm. end well because every what goes up must come down. All good things must come to an end, and you're not going to have that viral excitement forever so the fact that he's like resumed normal life he's working at subway he's a hard-working guy i i'm so like impressed by him and like his grandparents that they have just continued to live as uh, as normal life as possible and i think mason and he's so talented so he has a career waiting for him when he's older whether he wants it or not but he should spend these next few years like trying to be a normal person and not be stunted at the age that he became famous which was 12 and i just feel like these grandparents need to write a book on child stars because they're doing everything right I completely agree. Like, I've never gotten a, you know, a follow-up piece of information about Mason Ramsey that put a pit in my stomach or that made me think, like, is he doing the right thing? And, you know, I think we said this when he was in the midst of going viral the first time. It seems like he has really good support behind him. Like, of course, his grandparents, you know, they've lived a very simple life up until this point. They didn't know how to handle this. And every, you know talent agent and everyone wanted to work with Mason back in the day and I feel like he made really good decisions about who to surround himself with they never overworked him they never made him like you know 
overexploited, and now they've given him the space to kind of retreat back to his normal life. But, you know, the the society still wants him. Like, he's so desirable. So I love that for him, and I agree. He will be able to, whether or not he wants one is still up for debate, but when he grows up officially, he can make the decision if he wants to go into music or if he wants to have a normal life. And I think that that's so rare, and you have to attribute that to really good grandparenting. Yeah. And he has all the music contacts now. He knows the people in the biz. He's worked with like so many of the biggest artists. So even if the dream ends there for him, like his dreams came true. And if mm-hmm. not, he has a like a runway open and available to himself. So I just felt like this was such a beautiful, unexpected update. I didn't even realize how quiet he had been. Not even like not putting out music or Me doing either. shows, but also just not even on social media. Like a kid his age should be TikToking, especially like if he's a thirsty former right. viral star. Like I don't want to compare, you know, thirsty former viral child stars, but there are some who, you know thirst out all the way until we're really fucking Mm -hmm. sick of them so this Mm -hmm. is a beautiful update thank you everyone i mean it's so funny what people send like what you get copious amounts of dms about like stories or memes that like make what people people associate with you so this mason ramsey story i must have gotten a hundred dms about it also there's this meme that like whenever a big meme account posts it everybody tags me and it's like me in every photo and it's all the different emojis with a peace sign next to it have you seen that one it it, like was just reposted Yeah. yeah so um it's always it's always a delight to see what makes people think of me and i'm so glad that it's mason ramsey No, that's really endearing, and this was a great story. I, you know, you're right. Like, when it comes to situations like this, updates aren't always going to be positive. But, you know, at the very least, like, even if, you know, all this goes away, I I feel solace knowing that, like, Mason Ramsey still knows who he is. And at at the least, he can have a successful career as an influencer because he has crazy amounts of followers. People are just gravitate towards him. And it's like he doesn't even want it. I guess that's a sign of like a really, you know, a star. They're like, I don't even mm-hmm. care about it. And like people just can't stop checking in on him. What's Mason up to? What's Mason doing? No, that's true. There is this like desire from everyone to know what he's up to. Yeah. Must be nice. And I would just love to eat a sandwich made by Mason Ramsey, even though I literally detest Subway. I would eat it for Mason. He would have to bring it outside because I'm not going in there. I'll have to do drive through. <laughs> Hopefully he's working the drive through window because I'm not going into that smelly meat locker. But it's also good to know that... A, a, that that is... Top five, the funniest thing you've ever said. Oh I mean, my God. You Mason all, Ramsey bringing you a sandwich to the parking lot. You all know that we talk once a year about like how the smell of Subway and either like you despise it or you like revel in it. And clearly Mason and I differ on this issue, but it's fine. I, like mm-hmm. I can accept that. And as long as he'll bring my sandwich to the curb, we don't have an issue. <laughs> Oh, my God. You are too funny. Just, you know, something to think about. Well, happy for Mason. And, like, today's just a day of talking about our favorite people. Because are you ready for our next story? Yes. Taylor Swift is slamming a singer who claimed that she doesn't write Mm. her own songs. So Taylor Swift engaged in some Twitter beef yesterday with musician Damon Albarn for claiming in a new interview that she doesn't write her own songs. Who? Right. Um, he's uh, the front man for the band Blur, and he's also in Gorillaz with a Z. Oh, uh, yeah, no, and I'm also in um, the band called... The band called this joke Flat. flat. <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't think of something, but like, okay... All I'm saying is he's a nobody, so. Yeah, I I didn't recognize his name. I went to his picture, still didn't recognize. Now hearing these band names, Gorilla sounds familiar, but still, like, unfamiliar. Yeah. So he did an interview with the LA Times, said that Taylor doesn't write her own songs. She took to Twitter to say, at Damon Albarn, I was such a big fan of yours until I saw this. I write all of my own songs. Your hot take is completely false and so damaging. You don't have to like my songs, but it's really fucked up to try and discredit my writing. Wow. Then she wrote, P.S., I wrote this tweet all by myself in case you were wondering. Then some of Taylor's collaborators came to her side to 
confirm that she indeed writes her own songs, such as Aaron Dessner and Nathan Chapman. And now Damon Albarn has apologized. He said, I apologize unreservedly and unconditionally. The last thing I would want to do is discredit your songwriting. I hope you understand. Well, he also had initially said that, you know, um, he hates that the magazine, you know, took something he said out of context and used it for clickbait, which is such like a cop out because like that might be possible that they did that. But like you still said it. Yeah. So I went to the quote where he said it he was talking about like Billie Eilish and he was comparing like Taylor and Billie mm-hmm. and that like Billie writes her own songs in more of a way than Taylor does because Taylor co-writes her songs I didn't even know that this was a right. thing I just who doesn't associate Taylor Swift <laughs> with writing her own songs it's so dumb like to take have such a hot take that's just like factually inaccurate like and the thing is and there's a lot of things that bothered me about this and like you know say what you want about Taylor like some people have problems with her whatever the one thing you actually cannot say about her is that she doesn't write her own music that's like literally her thing and I get why it bothered her so much and I think some some like a devil's advocate would be like well why does she care what this random man said like he's a nobody but it's like the one thing no one's ever really been able to take away from her and that would bother me too especially on a platform like the LA Times and I'm assuming she knows who this man is because I don't yeah of course I would never have seen this story if she didn't talk about it I would never know who this man was if she didn't talk about it so she's also like giving air and more you know of a platform to these accusations I just I don't understand what why he would even say that when she's like wrong she either does or she doesn't and she does so why would she say he say that she doesn't. There was also another thing that bothered me about this. Okay, so I'm going to read you, like, the context in which the conversation was being had. So he had said something, and the interviewer was like, so you think a lot of modern musicians are relying on sound and attitude? And he goes, name me someone who's not. And then the the journalist goes, she may not be to your taste, but Taylor Swift is an excellent songwriter. He goes, she doesn't write her own songs. They go, of course she does, blah, blah. And I just don't understand why, like, you had to preface that question like that follow-up she may not be your taste why is your taste not good oh, God. you don't like good music no. would you have said you know she may not be your taste but you know, dolly parton you wouldn't say that like you would just say dolly parton you know um i guess but you would also say it about it just, other people not it's not just like something about taylor so that's I, – I do believe that it is. It feels like, you know, if you're going to bring up Taylor's accolades, you always have to preface it like, well, you know, you might not love her, but you have to respect her. Well, why? Why can't you just love her? Literally everyone does. There's a reason she's literally the biggest pop star on the planet. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Interesting This take. is just such losery vibes, like – and Such- justice for this man's social media because the Swifties have descended upon it, um, as they should – and I just think this man, I didn't know this man before. I don't want to know this man now. And what I do know about this man is, like, he's obviously a loser who just says stuff. Like, he's just, like, such an artist. He has to, like, downplay popular music. And if you're going to do that, like, at least get your facts straight, bitch. Like, you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Or come with some receipts or something. Because that's, like, Taylor Swift is a songwriter of our generation. So if you want to say that she's not, then just let us know how so. You know? Yeah, and his whole his his you know thing he said about co-writing, which I do understand. Like, I think we talk about that sometimes on the toast. Like, you can be a singer who really does not write her own songs, but you're always listed as a co-writer because if you're in the room or you're on the phone with, you know, you get a list uh, a writing credit, and that's like a, a thing. And, and I get the 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 argument he's trying to make there, but like Taylor Swift is not the face of co-writing, like not at all. Yeah, I didn't even know that co-writing is such a slanderous accusation. Um, And it's really just like if you were in the room or maybe you told the songwriters your story and they put it to lyrics. But yeah, if you just want to like blow up like the biggest thing that Taylor, like her claim to fame really, then you're going to then like saying it and then taking it right back like you look like a big loser. The big – no, not only – saying it and then blaming it on like journalists like, clickbait and then apologizing like i'm all for blaming journalists don't get me wrong but you did have to say it for it to be in the article right so either you miss like you really misspoke and that's kind of just like a weird thing to get wrong or like back it up be like no she co-writes my friend said this blah 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 yeah 
no, I don't think he ever expected like her, her to, see to it. literally tweet. When I saw like Taylor Swift tweeted something, I'm like, oh my god, a new song? What's going on? And I'm like, oh, we're yelling at another man. I'm like, okay. Um, and uh, my first question was, who is this man? Yeah, me too. And I still didn't get an answer really. I'm still still wondering unsure who is this of any man. of his music unfamiliar with his work but wishing him the best of luck in the future yeah he's Anyways, glad <laughs> that we cleared that up though that she cleared that up yeah okay and next... like Ooh, any more thoughts no no I'm, do- I'm done with my thoughts no i'm done <laughs> okay okay let us know if anything comes up just let let it all out our next Thomas. story what <laughs> what'd you say What'd you say? I said the next story is brought to you by Stamps.com. If you're a small business owner, you're busy enough as it is. You don't have time to deal with the hassle of going to the post office. With Stamps.com, you can skip the trip and never waste another dollar or minute. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right from your computer, so you can spend less time at the post office and more time running your business. Stamps.com saves you time, money, and stress. For more than 20 years, they have been an indispensable asset for over 1 million businesses. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services that you need right from your computer. And you'll get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS and 67, 76% off UPS. Whether you're an office sending out invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life a little easier. All you need is a computer and a printer. No special supplies or equipment needed. Save time and money this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code TOAST for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. There's no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code TOAST. Great. Is that what you were trying to say before? No. Oh, okay. No. You, you weren't hearing me, and I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going into an ad break. <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> okay. Literally. Next story. Adele's show postponement story is just crumbling around her. Sources are saying that it was postponed over disputes, not COVID. TMZ says that uh, their sources say Adele was unhappy with various set pieces, acquire the sound system, and other items associated with the show. Several sources said they could not satisfy her production demands. They say she felt numerous elements were not good enough. And then also, Page Six is reporting that she postponed the residency after a rant over a swimming pool stunt. I guess she wanted to stand in the middle of a swimming pool during her performance, but she compared the final design to an old pond and refused to do so. When she saw the final design, she refused to take part. Yeah, um, not to be like, you know, I knew it, but I really didn't think it was COVID, and I don't think most of us did. Yeah. But we I just mean, live in a day and age where, like, you can we, blame we all have on this COVID. one excuse yeah it's amazing yeah until like someone calls you out on it and now it's like not only did you disappoint the fans and this and that but you also lied and I just still I can't fathom how abysmal it could have been also Vegas has like every single production element available to them and it just seems like there were so many like I'm reading different stuff from like the set designer and like sources and whatnot. It seems like there's just like so much friction on set. And it's like either one, how does this not happen more often when there are just so many personalities or two, like wh- what the fuck? It feels like something's very off. Or maybe she was really trying to do something that couldn't be done. Like she was going so outrageous, but which is just so not Adele, because as we said in depth last week, like her show is her voice and there can Mm -hmm. be you know a choir and an orchestra and she can make it beautiful but she doesn't need a swimming pool like at all no she does not need a swimming pool uh also have you seen that she's been like facetiming fans and like dming them like fans who were supposed to be at the show and like trying to make it right yeah no it's really nice but it's like it's desperate it's giving like oh it's giving oh we don't have covid it's giving like it's giving guilt yeah, no, it's not premium. It's not coming off premium. And then she's it's like, not send- Adele. She's sending them to like her shop, which is a merch store, like Sasha Experience, oh, yeah. where they can like 
look at memorabilia and stuff and experience Adele. Oh, I didn't get to see Adele live, but I'm so glad I got to go to this souvenir shop. Yeah. Said no but it's one not ever. just about buying stuff. Like, first the criticism was like, she's sending her fans to go spend more money on merch. But apparently there's other things to do there that it's more like a v- experiential thing. But still, just no. I feel like this story's dragging yeah, on this is a, for so long. It's a flop from Adele. And so will, Sorry, when, when, when will it. it be up? Like, is it going to be up this weekend? No, I don't think so. The show? Yeah, because it's weekends with Adele. So, like, oh, did she just cancel that one weekend? Oh, I didn't even think of that. I thought that just, like, the whole thing was off. It's postponed. It shouldn't be off. Hmm. Of course not. But I, I don't know. I didn't think of when it would actually be returning. And now it has to be, like, insane Barnum and Bailey's, like, so that you can say, like, this is what we were trying to do that we couldn't do. It was worth the wait. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's a very fishy story. Best wishes to Adele. It is. Like, just shit's not adding up. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise these things would happen more often. If Like, people do the craziest right. fucking concerts. And they take them on the road and they put them in trucks and they pack. Like, it's crazy. And here you are, like, have you, you ever have a been theater? to the circus? In, at, right. They bring elephants through the Midtown Tunnel, and you couldn't get the swimming pool right. of, that, of your heart's desire in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world, some would say. Me, I would say. Color me skeptical. Yeah. I would say that, too. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. No, points are, valid points are being made. I agree. Are you ready for our next story? Yes. Tiffany Haddish, Haddish has, uh, is addressing her DUI arrest. She's saying we're going to work it out. She joined The Tonight Show on Monday talking to Jimmy Fallon about the situation. And at first she um, joked about it a little bit. She talked about, you know, the breakup with Common. She, can say, she said, I can say this, Jimmy. I've been praying to God to send me a new man, a good man. And God went ahead and sent me four in uniform. Then she said... Um, <laughs> She said she's dealing with That's the actually ram- really funny. She said she's dealing with the ramifications of the DUI. She said, now I got a really great lawyer and we're going to work it out. I've got to get my asking of things to God a little better. Um, and she was more, you know, contrite and serious in talking about how she is working it out. Okay, like uh, obviously I want the best for her. I'm always gonna support, you know, people bettering themselves, but I'm still living in the disappointment. I really am. Yeah, I think that's fair and, and everything takes time, but at least she's, you know, confronting it and not hiding from it and just saying like I yeah. fucked up and I'm I'm working on it. Yeah, well from a PR perspective, sitting down and doing an interview and just like talking about like, you know, not making it awkward is always the best thing to do. So that I think was like a good PR move. Um, but just on a personal level, like I'm still, I'm still wallowing in some of my disappointment because I love Tiffany Haddish and I just want to see her succeed. Yeah. I think that's, that's all fair to say, but you know, just knowing that she, um, how she feels about it and that she's taking responsibility and trying to also better herself is all you can hope for someone to take out of this as a lesson. Agreed. Agreed. It's nice to see her handling it in a way that I like to think I would handle it as well. Yes. Now are you ready for our fifth and final story? Yeah. Uh, Kim Kardashian skims and Team USA drop a new collection ahead of the Beijing Olympics. So Kim got that Team USA contract once again for the Beijing Games. Skims' new capsule Capsule Collection marks Team USA's ongoing partnership with her shapewear company, which became the official undergarment outfitter for Team USA during the summer 2021 Tokyo Olympics. And they must have been just so pleased with her work because they called her again for the Winter Olympics. The new Capsule Collection is a mix of loungewear, athletic apparel, and sleepwear, each piece color blocked in red, white, and blue, and bearing official Team USA and Olympics imagery. This is awesome once Um, again. Yeah, it is. I bought from the first collection, and it's one of my most prized possessions. Um, and I was really hoping that, like, something similar to what I got in the first collection, which was just, like, the jersey long sleeve pajamas, was going to be in the second collection. And there's just pajama pants. There's not a shirt. So I'm, like, a little annoyed. But I love for Kim – so happy for Kim getting this contract. It reminds me, you know, the Olympics are, like, 11 days away. I know. We haven't even talked about them. 
And it's the Winter Olympics, which get like way less like juice, Mm -hmm. but they're still really good. Yeah. I, maybe once they're on, I'll start to feel, you know, an attachment towards them. But I really, I haven't gotten like revved up yet at all. I mean, ice skating is always fun to watch and like the skiing will be cool to see. But I don't know. This Olympics seems like extra pared down where is it also it's in beijing we just had olympics so it's like we're not used to this no and the olympics this time around was way more overwhelming than i had anticipated of course i was like very vocally excited about it and then once it got here i felt extremely overwhelmed so i'm like definitely in like my break mode from the olympics and now they're just coming back because of covid and it's it's overwhelming again yeah, to but say we, the least. But you want to support the athletes. Like, these people have trained their whole lives. Imagine how, like, they feel. They're like, oh, my gosh, we're six months after the Summer Olympics. Like, it's just – it was a clusterfuck for everyone. So it's true. It's I just, true. I, when they do premiere, like, I, I will give it my all in wanting to be invested. Well, you know, something we were really kind of on top of was the medal tracker from – the Summer Olympics. And, you know, we were dangerously close to losing in the gold category to China. And so I'm just like, that's my concern. That this could be the one where we do lose. And especially because they're in China. Because, like, no one's paying attention. And they're... they're, And they're in China. Yeah. Yeah, so they have home court advantage. And this could be the one that we lose. Damn, that's not an optimistic outlook. No, I wouldn't be surprised because it's like we're not even paying attention and then like it's just going to happen behind our backs, you know? Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. Now now the stakes are higher. I know. So I will be too. I was very – you know how you said like things people associate with you? Like every time NBC Sports would like post the metal tracker on their Instagram story or in a feed post, people – I got like – thousands of people sending it to me so that's what people used to send to me and that's gonna happen again and you know what it was very helpful i was always on top of the tracker always seeing china sneaking up on us wow okay now like now i'm back in it i'm excited they premiere when do the olympics it's like in 11 days 11 who said 11 days i I did did you okay but you just threw that did i i know i said it it's but you threw yeah 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 because like i i I remember them saying a couple days ago it was 13 days, so I was just doing some math. Okay, cool. That'll be exciting, and we'll tr- and we'll recap on the toast. Also, I don't know of if course. I've ever watched this an, is... a Winter Olympics once I became a skier. So now I'm, I've never watched really skiing before and cared or, like, understood, but now I'm more invested in skiing as I enjoy it as a hobby. Yeah, but it's not like... It's not like a leisure ski. It's like they no. do like the flips and the jumps. Right, but uh, but that's really cool. Knowing what it takes to leisurely ski yeah. on a green and it's like backbreaking for some of us. Like it, totally. it definitely heightens the stakes. Plus, you know, now I've seen Molly's game and that just like makes me look at Olympic skiing differently. 100%. You never know who's going to trip over a twig. You never know who's going to trip over a twig right. and then start running an insanely high-profile poker ring. You just never know. Anything's anything's possible at the Olympics. That's an amazing movie. I actually can't ski. It is. With, Molly's game. I can't ski without thinking about it, which is not good. Really? Yeah, because of, like, what happens to her ski. It happens in the first five seconds, so. Right. Not a spoiler. No, I remember. That's a really niche reference. Yeah, but it's it was like a complete, like, one in a billion chance that something like that could happen. So, like, where the twig unclips her ski. So, it just always makes you think about it. Watch out for twigs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those are the Fast Five stories. I feel as though you needed to know them. And now we can launch into Dear Toasters. I'm so excited to hear what you guys have cooked up for us. Today's really special because Dear Toasters is brought to you by Smelly Pillow. Purple. Okay. So you guys know, I'll give you the whole spiel, but purple is the brand of my Smelly Pillow that I hold really near and dear to my heart. So I just wanted to put that out there. So purple mattresses is what they're known for. They have the gel flex grid, which is also in my pillow, which is why I love it so much. So it's a super stretchy, very squishy material that adapts and flex around pressure points and doesn't retain heat which is why i love my smelly pillow so much so the gel flex grid is their you know trademark 
texture. It's amazingly supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders, neck, and hips no matter how you sleep. So they have full mattresses of this material. It's really lush. It's very different than any mattress I've ever slept on. Because unlike memory foam, which remembers everything, the gel flex grid from Purple Mattresses bounce back as you move and shift. So you never have that I'm stuck feeling that you get with some memory foam mattresses. So I've slept on the Purple Mattress many times, but my personal favorite is their pillow. I know we're technically doing uh, an ad for the mattress and the mattress is incredible. Like you'll really never find a mattress that's like this that really doesn't hold you down. It bounces you up. It doesn't retain heat. So if you're a sweaty sleeper, it just feels so good knowing. Like you're not like absorbing all your disgusting sweat into your mattress. It's just it's a different kind of sleep. You could try your purple mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns, and they also have financing available. So getting a great night's sleep starts with having a great mattress. Get a purple mattress. Go to purple.com slash TMT and use the code TMT. For a limited time, you can get 10% off any order of $200 or more. So that's purple.com slash TMT, as in the morning toast, and the code is TMT. So you got to use both. Purple.com slash TMT. Code TMT for the 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com slash TMT. Promo code TMT. Terms apply. All right. Dear Toasters is our advice segment. If you ever want to write in, it's deartoasters at gmail.com. We will always keep it anonymous for you, and you could write in about anything you want. And today we have two submissions and one update, finally. Also, if you love Dear Toasters, we are doing a Patreon episode all dedicated to Dear Toasters. So whether if you just like to listen to the Dear Toasters, head over to patreon.com slash the morning toast. It will be up later this week. Or if you want to submit something, but you don't want it on like the main public show and you want it in the private one, um, email us deartoasters at gmail.com and use subject uh, Patreon in the subject line and we will include it. So that's really fun. Now we're ready. All right. First, first up, Dear Claudia, Jackie, Bruce, and Theo. I'm sorry I couldn't think of a better opener for this email, but that's honestly how I've been feeling for the last several days. Ugh. I could tell you a long, convoluted story of why I had this phone, why I snooped, etc., but I'll just skip to what got me so confused. This past week, I found a Snapchat exchange between my boyfriend and his gay male friend. The texts were explicit. Some of them, my boyfriend talking about our sex life, but also including dick pics from my boyfriend to this guy. The texts were from a few months ago, but definitely since we've been together. I asked my boyfriend about it, and he acted like it wasn't weird at all, explaining that this other guy was just pestering him to send the pics. He obliged and didn't think to mention it to me because my boyfriend says he himself isn't gay or even bi-curious. This also opened up the conversation about how my boyfriend has downloaded an app to explore threesome opportunities. It's something we've talked about vaguely, but not like making plans. He talked to a couple of girls for us, but then deleted the app a day later. I try to stay open-minded, and I'm trying to be understanding and forgiving, but honestly, I'm feeling betrayed. I feel like sending a dick pic to anyone, regardless of gender, is still crossing a boundary. Am I overreacting? Same with the texting the other girls for us. How is it for us if I don't even know the conversations are happening? I honestly feel like he's trying to make these behaviors... I honestly feel like he's trying to make these behaviors seem harmless, but I feel like it's making me question whether I can trust him. What do you think? Where do I go from here? I must say, the first thing I thought when I opened the Snapchat was, what the fuck? And the second thing I thought was, I have to email Claudia and Jackie. I'm so grateful for you and your help. So grateful, in fact, that I will definitely send an update. Love you all. Okay, he is making you feel crazy, and you are not crazy. Him sending Him sending his member to anyone other than you or his doctor is a no is a big no and uh-huh. then also agreed like that he's conversing with women from a threesome app for you guys but like you are 50 percent of that equation as well and he's being shady and i don't like it and not only is it shady behavior but it's also like now mind games manipulation and if you like can see yourself living without this man i would say please do that I would highly suggest it. I think that this man is, first of all, like textbook gaslighting you. And he's also acting really inappropriately, like right on the cusp of like what's cheating and what's not. Like he's it's like acceptable in his mind because it's an app for the three of us, even though I'm excluding you from excluding you from the entire process. Like he's just like right on the line. It's very manipulative. And I actually really don't like this man at all. And I think this is just the beginning of his behavior. And he rationalized it rationalizes it to himself and to you by being like oh he's gay oh i'm doing it for us like but down the line it won't be able 
to be so easily rationalized. Yeah, and he'll just make you question, like, so much stuff. Like, you will really think, like, in, in later in life, like, he'll do this about, if this is clearly his personality, he'll just do this about, like, random shit. And it'll make you think you're going crazy. And that's just not mm-hmm. how you want to be living your life. He doesn't sound like, you know, good people. And I would, I would get away as fast as I could. I agree, because this is textbook gaslighting, and you're not going crazy. Like, you're 100% justified in your feelings. And it doesn't sound like – I mean, you could always, like, you know, talk about it, try and work on it, get to the root of, like, why he feels like he needs to lie, this, that. But sometimes these things are just, like, you know, a part of who a person is, and you can't change that. Yeah. Sorry. I agree. Um, Well, good luck to you. Here's our second one. Dear Jackie and Claudia, I'm a big toaster going way back to the morning breath. I can't wait to see Claudia at her Fort Lauderdale show. Here's why I'm writing in. Over the holidays, I was back in my hometown and I attended dinner one night with my dad, his new girlfriend, and my two other sisters. After dinner, my dad's girlfriend texted in a group chat with myself and my two sisters saying she had a great time and asking what we wanted for Christmas. The next morning... (laughs) Imagine my surprise when I open my phone at 8 a.m. and see a text in that same group chat. This group chat is just my dad's girlfriend, my two sisters, and I. My dad is not in this group chat. And the text from my dad's girlfriend says, eggplant emoji, tongue emoji, question mark emoji. (laughs) Ew. Disgusting. Probably meant for my dad. Also at 8 a.m., what the fuck? So several weeks have now passed, and of course no one has since responded in the group chat. My question is, what do I do the next time I see her? Do I reply in the chat, or do we just never mention it forever? Sincerely, a traumatized toaster. Damn, I'm sorry. Don't be rude. Don't Don't be be rude. rude. Do not acknowledge it. You're an adult, it sounds like, and these things happen, and sure, it's uncomfortable. Nobody wants to think. Nobody wants to think about this. But nobody, you know, you got to live and let live. It's unfortunate. What you can do, the most generous thing you could do is just to forget about it. I don't think there needs to be a conversation about it. The most generous thing you could do is write something in the chat so that it goes, it gets scrolled up and no one has to like be the first person to text back. No, send like a bunch of pictures. Next time you're together, take a bunch of pictures and then put them all in the chat and it'll just like flood it. That's good. Yeah, just That's try really and be good. like if, if, as long as this woman like is you know a kind person, she makes your dad happy. Like, and there's no you know evil stepmom things happening. Just there's try no and Meredith Blake. Give her a pass. Like that sucks. <laughs> it's worse for her than it is for you. Just know that, okay? Yes. That's horrifying. That's horrifying. I, I wonder if she told your dad like, oh my god. I fucked up with the kids or she's just like holding this in. Just I think we need to give her a little grace. Yeah, me too. Like it sounds like she was nice. She asked what you wanted for Christmas. Like she's trying and she fucked up and she's probably like literally going it over and over in her mind like a thousand (laughs) times. Like, oh, this is a really important relationship. And like I fucked up with the daughters. Just try and be graceful. You know, older people aren't as good with text messages. Just be nice. Yeah, and just be happy for your dad that he's getting his his dick sucked. Yeah, at at his age, like, you know, it's not always a given. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's horrible. I'm in pain. All right. The third one is an update. Hello, Jackie and Claudia. First off, many congratulations to you both, Jackie on becoming a mom and Claudia on the N-Log tour. So I was the toaster whose boyfriend allowed our chocolate lab to take over our bed and push him to my side, leaving me a sliver on our queen bed and or sometimes pushing me off the bed. I ended up taking both of your advice. Not only did I lay down the law with both of them, then I needed more room for a fucking... Good night's sleep, but I also kicked my boyfriend out of the bed one night when I literally couldn't take it anymore, to which he ended up sleeping on our dog's bed with the visual attached. Oh, my God. She sent a picture. Her husband is dead asleep on the floor. It's hardwood, and the chocolate lab is deliciously cuddled up in his dog bed. So cute. To top it off, we have just... So cute. To top it off, we have just moved to a place, to a place where I've seen the snow this year, and I finally have enough room for a king bed. Claudia, you were right. It is life-changing. Thank you, ladies, for your advice. To a fellow toaster, I hope you have just as much luck with the advice that these queens give you. XO, a well-rested toaster. Oh, you love a happy ending. You love you to love see You love to see it. it. And that's just further proof that a king bed can really save even the worst relationship. 
I I mean, I look forward to the upgrade. Right now, we're still in a queen. We will get a king probably in the next few months. Um, and I'm just so excited because even last night, like we were having, um, I actually had a bedroom is so big. I know. And it's so funny when I like post Instagram stories and from my bedroom and my beds in the background, people are like, do you have a twin bed? Like it looks so, (laughs) it looks so small. Like it actually, it is a queen, but in like videos and stuff and pictures, it looks, it looks like a full, it looks like a Mr. C bed, honestly. And I actually had a dream last night. The lead times with furniture delivery are so long. Please just place an order like please it, it's so complicated the baby, like it's so complicated because we love it. i first of all i love this bed frame so i want to keep it and we love this mattress so we want to keep it so we need to wait until we have somewhere to put this queen bed before we get it, it out put it in the living room like i mean it's it really it's not that big of a deal but i actually last night i had a dream like in my sleep that zach was taking up the whole bed it was a dream though and then i got up and I started screaming. Oh and God, I was like, was move over. <laughs> but, but like that didn't happen in real life. I don't think. Oh my God. That is so fucking funny. You need a king bed, Jackie. I know. If Dear Toasters has taught you nothing, come on. I know. I know. And I just, but when I do get that queen bed, it's going to be king king bed it's going to be all the more sweet you know it you're not ready for it like you're gonna die that you used to sleep in a queen for so fucking long no and also like then bruce has like it's just gonna open up a whole world there's of bruce's corner then there could be bruce corner which is it's exciting. gonna be so good yeah so you need to have things to look forward to in life and that is something that i'm really looking forward to okay um well thank you to everyone who wrote into dear toasters and was vulnerable with us and thank you for the update if we've read you um some advice in the last couple months please we'd love to hear from you you just like use our advice and then leave us high and dry we need to hear updates so email us updates email us any quandaries you may have dear toasters at gmail.com That is our show. Jackie, I know you have important doctor's appointments today, so I will just quickly promote my song, 100% available to stream, available to purchase on iTunes, and my book is available in paperback, finally starting today, available anywhere you get books, and the picture inserts are still in the paperback book. I know a lot of people were worried about that, myself included. I wasn't sure until recently. So that's our show. Anything you want to promote, Jax? Follow at Jackie Ashray. Follow at Jackie Ashray. That's my Instagram. Also, it's never too late to become a redhead. We're recording. I haven't started the book yet um but I will and then we're going to record this weekend we're reading Ghosts of Gotham it's a divergence from what we've read it's like sci-fi but the redheads and they were skeptical they were like why the fuck are we reading this they are loving it so I'm so excited for that episode and then we'll get a Danish choice after that and and she always comes out strong so it's it's the perfect time to become a redhead if you want to read if you want to just like pick up even one it's one book a month which I think is very it's very reasonable it's a good frequency we're not asking for too much and it's an amazing amazing community so definitely check us out and that's all thank you guys so much for listening to the morning toast the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube so if you're watching this on YouTube please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up we're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us the Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day. We'll see you tomorrow for Hump Day. Bye.